a consultant's perspective. My new podcast about strategy, problem solving, and driving value with data, along with some lessons learned and methods innovated in my journey as a consultant. Welcome to the first episode of A Consultant's Perspective. I wanted to start this episode by thanking everyone who listened to the introductory podcast and left their positive feedback and constructive criticism for me. It is certainly going to help me improve the podcast going forward. So thank you once again. In today's episode, I wanted to tackle the most common question that I get from friends and peers who are not consultants. The question being, what do I do as a consultant? And in my case, what do I do as a data and analytics consultant specifically? Another motivation for doing this podcast is when I was starting off as a consultant, I was trying to find some YouTube videos that would describe what a consultant does. And the top three videos that I found, which is which is true today as well, because I Googled it again, are three videos talking about, oh, I'm packing my bag now on a Sunday and this is the hotel that I'm staying in. This is the lunch that I'm eating. And now I'm traveling back to my home on Thursday. This is I. This is where I'm at the airport, and I was like, "What is happening here? Like, I want to see the the eight hours in the middle when you're at the client side, or at least talk about that." It was pretty funny, and then I ended up finding a blog and some written content out there, which which helped me understand what what a consultant does. Nonetheless, I hope this podcast is at least better than hotels, airports, and dinners. So I. What I thought was I could describe what I do from a very high level and then give you a description of a typical week in my life. Although not to sound too pompous, but there is no typical week in my life because everything shifts around based on client engagements, client commitments, and commitments back to corporate technologies. So to give you a high level of what I do, uh, my job falls in two major segments. One is pre-sales and the other is consulting. The consulting piece is where I'm actually at a client side, either leading or helping deliver a project from a technical perspective and from a project management perspective. On the pre-sales side, I'm working with the client relationship managers to help prospects visualize and also strategize their solution and what and find the best path forward for them. So those are the two parts that I mainly work in. Um, so I thought it would be nice to break down my week in percentages of high-level tasks that I do and give a bit of an explanation of what they are to try and explain to you what what falls under pre-sales and consulting. So I wanted to start with communication. So communication is sort of almost 20% of my entire week because there is different types of communications. To start off with, A, as a consultant, you work for two companies, and which is sort of the USP of differentiating a consultant from an employee at a company, right? You work for your own company and you also work for your client. So you are constantly switching gears between how you are communicating with certain people and decision makers. At your own company, you are more open and you are more technical even and you are more strategic about, you know, this is how the account is going. This is how I think it should go. This this is where we are falling short and this is how we need to adjust the course, things like that. But when it comes to a client, you are um, when you are dealing with someone who's technically sound, that's easier. Uh, you can explain to them what the problem is, dis- display facts, and explain to them why you're changing course or why the project is going well or, or not going well. But when you tackle someone who's non-technical, and when I say non-technical, I basically, in my case, mean 
someone who's not data or analytics savvy. For a digital marketing firm, it may be someone who does not understand Instagram, for example, right? Um, that's that's probably a bad example, but like you know where I'm going with this. So uh, it's always difficult. So you have to switch gears between these these two different kinds of personalities and like explain to them in a very uh, business wrapped, polished explanation on what what the what the current problem is and how it can be better and why we are changing changing the course. Um, it seems. It seems obvious and it seems like that is something a consultant should be able to do. But it's sometimes uh, difficult to cope up with these things because when it comes to project management and communication, like especially difficult communication around switching a project plan and stuff like that, it also comes with a lot of documentation. It comes with a presentation. It comes with a management level, almost like a management level speech that you have to give explaining what you're doing. So it cannot be rough around the edges like we are with our managers typically saying, hey, this got messed up and this is what we need to do to change it. That is not going to cut it on the client side. So it it also comes with a lot of documentation. And even when things are going well, it comes with a lot of weekly status documentation. We are agile at corporate technology. So it comes with a lot of uh, stand-ups every day and, and constant meetings with clients to give them updates on what's going on. So I count all of those meetings and all of those communications, even email, under the communication umbrella. That is why I say it's 20% of my job. The second part is the obvious one, which is the actual delivery of the project, which I would say accounts for 60 to 70%, which is typically 40 hours. So, and I'm not an advocate of working more than 40 hours. It's it's a personal prerogative. I probably fell on the head or something like that as a child. So I like working more than 40 hours. But if you're like committed to 40 hours, just working 40 hours a week for a client, this may be 100% for you if you're not the lead or the project manager of a, of a particular project. But for me, it's 60% of my work, uh, the delivery part of it, uh, where I'm in the trenches working with data, working with analytics, trying to solve certain business problems with analytics, uh, trying to keep multiple stakeholders at a client site happy, uh, running parallel efforts with my team to to deliver on, on things that are critical to business, uh, maybe three or four things at the same time sometimes. Um, and one of the things with delivery is to tie all of these expectations back to like one solution in most cases and also managing these expectations, right? To set the expectations, right? Because as a consultant, when, you're, when your company is getting paid so high for your billing hours, people expect you to be superman. Uh, so you need to keep keep the expectations real and constantly communicate what, what your goals are and what, you, what the customer would get at the end of the engagement and how you're working towards it. So that's essentially your delivery, right? Like to actually walk, walking the talk is the delivery. So you're walking the talk at the at at the granularity level of the problem, at, like at, as granular as it can get, to be honest. So whatever the solution may be, you are trying to maybe write a code, maybe test something out, maybe just conduct requirement analysis, maybe just talking to people and understanding their problems and figuring out new ways to solve it because like a prior way did not work. So all of that falls under delivery. For me, there is an added complexity when I'm leading a project. So that would also include project management in an agile fashion. So we have two week sprints. So managing that, managing uh, team expectations and managing availability and also proficiency of people, which is also a team effort together. Uh, but at the same time, 
you are sort of responsible as the lead to manage all of that. Another point that comes in delivery is collaboration, which is huge as a consultant company. So when you're a team of five or six down on a project working uh, to solve a particular problem, you are architecting that solution or designing that solution as a team. So delivery also includes, I'd say 50% of delivery is collaborative effort to come up with a solution and the best way to approach that solution. So that's that's sort of the fun part of delivery because you get to hear so many opinions within your team and you can be open and honest about what's good, what's bad and why. And you get a lot of feedback as well on like something that you discuss. Speaking of feedback, that's a great segue into like helping and communicating problems with other team members who are working on different projects from your own company, right? So at Corporate Technologies, we typically always discuss problems that we faced. And we also put our hand up when we are stuck. Uh, you cannot be a know-it-all. So you just basically put your hand up and ask your group to say, okay, I'm stuck here. It's a technical problem. I don't know how to solve it. Or maybe I'm stuck here and this is like a industry-specific problem that someone else is an expert in. And how? Uh, just asking how have you solved this before like helps a lot. Uh, one thing that is crucial for any any sort of clients or um, any other people listening who are not consultants is that this is not a downside for the client because the more you communicate internally as a consulting team, the more you learn to solve problems. And this has actually happened with me where I, do, I was just discussing a problem with a colleague of mine and they were talking about how they implemented a solution to solve that. And I'm, and I'm not even making this up because you can't make this stuff up. And in two weeks, I had the same problem. Almost similar, I wouldn't say same, but like very close to the problem that they were facing. And I tried the strategy that they used and it actually worked. And if I hadn't discussed that with them or there was no knowledge sharing on how they solved that problem, I would have probably gone on a goose chase to find a solution to that particular problem. So that's probably 10% of of my job while, while I am helping others or seeking help from others or just having a conversation with uh, other team members on like a problem they solved. Or, or something very strategic that they came up with to approach uh, a repeatable a repeatable task that we, we do at all client sites. For example, project management or data integration or data visualization, like tips and tricks on that and something big that someone's come up with is always good to hear and good to share as well. I know I'm going off course, but sharing also brings me to a point which I learned is that if you keep sharing, uh, you have no other option but as a mentor or as a teammate to go back and learn more, to keep sharing more. So sharing will always keep you on your toes as well and keep you motivated to learn more and more. So that's that's something that, that one of my mentors, mentors told me and that has stuck with me for a while. So that's why I love sharing as well. Probably a reason I love sharing. Another part, probably the last part of, of breaking down the week is the last 10% is pre-sales. And like I described before, it's uh, me sort of working with, with the client relationship managers who've got a prospect client and they have a specific problem or a gen generic analytics desire to be implemented in their company. And what you're trying to basically do is try and hold their hand through a process saying this is what is best for you. And this is where people have a notion of like consultants always lie. That's actually as far as from the truth as it can be because uh, the other person that we're talking to is a CIO or a C-suit or, or like a director at their own company. And uh, if you try to 
BS them, they'll catch it in like two two seconds and that's where you lose the prospect. So basically the intention with pre-sales is to actually invest yourself in finding a great solution for them and showing your value and how good you could be while you're solving their problem and giving them solutions. So it's basically you telling them this is how we would do it. This is how, what we think you should do. And this is this is the piece of things that I we think we can tackle as a company for you. And like eventually it gets into this is what it would cost you and this is what the project plan would be and this is what the phase would be. That's later. But pre-sales is just honestly giving them a true solution for their problem. All these four things combined not necessarily describe what a typical week would look like because now there's a parallel tangent to things, right? Like you're committed, like I said before as well, you're working for two companies. So sometimes you're just committed to your own company and working for maybe developing a solution that is internally being developed or contributing to an IP, which is intellectual property, or, or trying to contribute to just some back-end stuff, helping helping out the internal finance team get some get some data in or, or solve some problems for them. So that that's a completely different week when you're like when your project has just just ended and your next project starts in a week or two. So that's that's a good time to have like a downtime to refresh and like rinse rinse out all the all the clutter from the previous uh, engagement and like start preparing for the next one. But at the same time, help out people who are who need help within the company itself. So that's actually a good time to to work for your own company, if you may. One thing that I did not touch upon is meetings. That is one of the downsides of being a consultant that you have so many meetings because you're you're trying to understand like a new group of people every month or every six months or every year, if you, depending on what what kind of project you are on. So that's one of the downsides where the meetings are more repetitive because you're trying to understand a problem and probably the problem is the same across departments in the company. But it is, and I'm not trying to undermine the importance of meeting with people and trying to listen to their problem, but like when you're in that phase of requirement gathering or understanding a company in the initial month or a couple of weeks of a project, you are typically just meeting all day and the core works comes comes after. So that's sort of a downside of, of being a consultant where you have to sort of bite the bullet for the for the initial few weeks and just put in those extra hours uh and it's inevitable right because as as a as an implementer you you are itching to start implementing stuff so you're already looking at in my case you're already looking at data or you're looking at uh the source systems that they that they have in place even though there is time allocated for that but you always like to stay ahead so you tend to put in those extra hours uh by default it's no one no one's forcing you to do that but that's the implementer in you itching to go out there and like implement a solution so that's one bit that is sort of like the downside when it comes to the initial weeks. Um, apart from that, I think I've covered everything under the umbrella on a very high level from communication, delivery, internal communication, and pre-sales. Um, project management is a, is another part that, that I keep going back to because for, like for some people, it might be it might be like a tedious task to do or like very mundane or repetitive but that is the that is basically the task that keeps your project going i've seen projects fail without project management like easy projects fail without project management and like some difficult projects being saved by the bell because there was good project management and good communication from the lead on it so 
it's it's crucial it's essential uh, falls on it depends on how your how your company is structured but it falls that the responsibility of that falls on the shoulder of the lead or the project manager on that project um so that's something you spend time on uh, it's heavy in the initial days of the project again and it for a smooth project it it keeps getting more and more um, easy as you go but when there's a project where you need to change course halfway that that comes back to haunt you from a project management perspective because you have to redo the entire plan so yeah that's that's a little on project management as well so that typically describes my week uh, i'm not going to get into the meat of like how data works and how integration works and how how solutions work from a particular business problem so we'll save that for future episodes so i thought this was a good way to start off light in episode 1 and also a good way to take a look at what what i typically do um to solve problems and also to basically meet the expectations of my team as a consultant let me know if you have any questions for me on this topic or or any anything that you do differently as a consultant would love to hear your story as well so yeah you will have you already know ways to communicate with me there's linkedin there's there's the website there's twitter just yeah just shoot me a note anywhere you think is is best suited for our conversation and would love to hear your side of the story as well and any aspiring consultants out there i know it may sound a little daunting but trust me uh the the constant switch and and the fast changing environment keeps you on your toes and keeps you real keeps you honest and keeps you sharp um so like i always say there's no there's no rough edges around consulting right everything has to be smoothed out and everything has to be topped with sizzle uh because that's what your client pays for so that's the fun part and you know it keeps you keeps you honest end to end from a delivery perspective and you learn much more i think because i worked worked at a company where i was an employee as well i think as a consultant you you learn much more in in a given time frame than you would as an employee because um your problems are specific uh, your company is is one single company and your problems are for those companies themselves you are not working with multiple clients at the same time and trying to help multiple people solve multiple problems at the same time so that that basically sort of makes your growth curve exponential so it's exciting you pay a price for for learning that much by putting in extra work but at the same time you get to learn a lot so if you are a person who is willing to put in those extra hours and and keep at it and is not afraid of switching from one one thing to the other within a span of minutes from one meeting about healthcare to one meeting about finance with a 2 minute break in the middle uh consulting is certainly for you and i think everyone should consider a consulting job in their life because it it shows you both sides of the coin um and not restrict and does not restrict you to just being committed to to the goals of a particular manager or a particular management team that may or may not be right so yeah once again if you have any questions or comments or concerns with what i just spoke about you should feel free to shoot me a note and let's let's have a conversation about your perspective on this thank you once again for tuning in my name is akash amritkar and this is a consultant's perspective